I've used ChatGPT. It can write good content, but it's not like something that oh wow, this is crazy. No, you still need a good copywriter to be able to convert the average content that ChatGPT has created to be able to create good content. So, in those kind of scenarios where people are getting uncomfortable to do that, what do you think that they should actually get afraid, be fearful out of it or just go dive in and take massive action? How can coaches, entrepreneurs, freelancers incorporate AI into their business to stay competitive and to be able to keep up with the trends i would say technology making businesses efficient technology is a little bit scary as well ai can pretend to be your voice and it can talk to me on a call and i would be like i'm talking to manoj it can pretend to be someone else it can talk like someone else it can copy you as a human so what's your take on that and how can people actually not fall into these traps i would say because i've been there i've spoken to someone on the phone and that person was not who i thought it would be What's up everyone? Welcome to Breaking Boundaries with Aditi. Yet another awesome episode with an amazing entrepreneur and this is the place where we dive deep into the minds of extraordinary individuals who are doing really awesome in their respective fields and I'm your host Aditi Jain and today we have the privilege of having manoj on this podcast show manoj is founder and chief innovation officer of tetra noodle technologies and elite ai consulting company so guys today it's going to be all about ai we have an ai expert his company has impacted 10 million lives and generated over 500 million dollars in revenue through his expertise in technology and ai he has an impressive career starting off with working at a factory for like dollar to a day to rising to the boardrooms of fortune 500 companies which is so crazy when i was a young kid i always wanted to be you know in a room where people are all sitting together and they're always talking about business stuff like that was my kind of uh, dreams that i had and i'm so lucky today that i am actually talking to someone who can help us out today and who will be helping you all today to be able to understand how did he did that so manoj is someone who's looking forward to really show the world on how ai actually works hey manoj so glad to have you here thank you so much for that intro thank you excited to be here awesome so can you tell a little bit about yourself to the audience who's watching you live right now what will you like to know so a lot of people they like they're all beginning their entrepreneurial journey so they would like for you to introduce yourself and who you are and like where you from and everything Sure. So I was um, born in India, obviously, and I was, as I was telling you before the interview, I grew up in Punjab uh, in a small town called Jalandhar, and um, I, I in Jalandhar, like you know, that that's a small uh, city, and you don't get a lot of opportunities. And we are talking about thirty years ago when India was still um, uh, the economy was still developing, and uh, in that environment, um, I had to start. uh my career at 15 and um oh. i yeah so i started working in this mm-hmm. factory and uh, uh wanted to change my life i wanted to do something uh bigger and better and i uh, got some inspiration from uh learning about some other people's uh success stories in business magazines so uh, that's when i realized at around 15 that you know in order to make it big or in order to 
change your life, you need to provide massive value to the world. Like you need to have some skill, something that you can bring to the table that the world will pay for you, uh, pay for it. Um, and at that point, uh, you know, computers and internet were pretty new, but uh, luckily I got into it and I found I was really good at it. I was uh, enjoying my time uh, working with computers. Um, and uh, I knew that is my path to changing my life. And I uh, dove deeper into it. And then I came over to North America and the story continues, but that is where sort of the, the beginning uh, chapter was uh, just um, through, uh, you know, the, the difficulties of uh, life, ups and downs, you tend to learn a lot of lessons. And when yeah. you implement implement those lessons in your life, then things change. So if you're starting off uh, with your uh, journey, um, I always recommend people to look at what makes you happy, what makes you, what is your passion? Um, and this may sound like a cliche, but um, uh, people generally focus on, okay, where can I make the most amount of money in the shortest amount of time? And generally that doesn't really work if they focus on uh, the money part alone, but if they focus on what makes them truly happy, what fulfills them, uh, and then they sort of intersect that with what uh, does the world need. In fact, um, for people who are starting on their journey, I will recommend them to have a look at uh, a Japanese concept called Ikigai. So yeah. Ikigai really helps you to figure out what will um, give you the most fulfillment, what will give you the most success. So if you start to apply that, that will really help uh, people who are starting off right now. Amazing. Ikigai is really interesting and uh, we'll talk more about that. But I want to understand that, you know, you were working for two dollars a day in a factory and now you've like one of the most uh, amazing entrepreneurs out there, especially when it comes to AI and, uh, you know, AI and startups. So it's very interesting to un know that coming from that kind of background, because people don't think like that. They think like if I am born in a certain way, I'm born in a certain background, I should be doing that particular thing for my entire life. So they don't think that they can really change their lives. You know, it, it is said that if you are born poor, that's not your fault. But if you die poor, that's your fault. So can you share and especially for those people, like, can you share that? How did you change your reality? Because honestly, when you were working in a factory, like, how did you think about life? What were your perspectives? And from there, you became this person. Well, uh, first of all, you know, this is not this is not new. Like if you read any anybody's success story, um, most people are self-made. Even if you look at world leaders, uh, you know, uh, read the stories of Nelson Mandela, Mahatma Gandhi, all of these people. Not that I'm comparing myself to them, but just to tell Others, uh, you know, re-emphasize your point uh, that it doesn't matter where you start. It's something that triggers in some trigger happens in your life, um, which push, pushes you towards your destiny. Mm. Okay. And generally that trigger is a painful trigger. Okay. So that pain, most people are not able to tolerate that pain. But um, the difference is who takes that pain and converts that into something positive and who takes that pain and, and submits to that pain and says, okay, you know, I, my life is done. I'm not 
I'm not going to be able to rise above that. So um, I always encourage people to embrace uh, that pain because that is a fuel that will push you forward. So when um, somebody experiences that pain, the next thing is what action are you going to take to relieve that pain? A lot of people, uh, unfortunately, they complain and they uh, you know, expect the pain to go away without taking any action. Yeah. Uh, and that's just not simply true. So what you really need to do is figure out, okay, I have this problem. What do I do? How do I fix it? Who do I talk to? Because uh, the other aspect that I, I'm still uh, trying to learn, I'm still not good at it, is to ask for help. Is um, Because um, in most of the time, we only know what we know. So if we have a pain and we don't have a cure for it, obviously we have to acquire some new knowledge, some new skill, some new uh, uh, idea that can help us um, uh, fix that problem. And generally that idea will come from somebody else. And it could be uh, a person, it could be a mentor, it could be your parents, your friends, it could be a book, uh, it could be somebody's biography you read and uh, you get some insight. But uh, focus on taking those type of action, acquiring new knowledge, and not just acquiring knowledge, but implementing. Implementing is the is the most yeah. important thing because once again, all of these things are not easy. But when you when you uh, put your mind towards okay, the most painful part of my life was this, and I never want to experience that. Then everything else, um, taking action, learning new things. That may be painful, but it will not be it will not be comparable to the extreme pain that you exper experienced sort of uh, earlier on, which which is the reason why you are on this journey anyways. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. And that's why everyone like you mentioned this one really good thing. Like there's a trigger that mm. that right now I have to do something about it. That trigger actually makes a huge difference. Now, some people just sulk in and keep complaining about it. And some people do something about it and take that trigger seriously and take action. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And uh, now I really want to understand more about AI and, you know, how is AI changing lives on a daily basis? And actually, I want to go deep, deep down into... Uh, we we saw McDonald's literally automating a lot of things, uh, you know, with the waiter and the cooks and so many things. And that really went viral. So I, I want to talk about that particular aspect that people are really scared now. And they uh, I personally believe that AI has actually forced human beings to improve their skills more so that they can perform at a higher level. And now just normal skills won't do in the market, but you need good high level skills. For example, if you're a good marketer, then you need to become a better marketer. That's it. That's what AI is forcing us to do. But in the market, people think that AI will replace them. AI will take up their jobs. AI will do this. AI will do that. So what's your take on that? Yeah. So um, once again, you know, um, I believe uh, as humans, we tend not to learn a lot from history. Um, but if we look at history, all these things have been repeated multiple times, um, starting from um, you know the invention of the wheel or discovery of how to make fire. People have always react 
negatively or uh, they are scared of new yeah. inventions or new changes when the printing press was invented you know people were scared oh what is going to happen when all the masses started reading books and they get all the information yeah. uh, when the vehicle uh, you know uh, the automobile was invented people said oh this is this is the vehicle of the devil because it used to spew out all this smoke um uh, you you probably are not young enough but somebody in your audience may relate to it when the internet uh, came about there was a big scare around the globe uh, for uh, uh, in the year 2000 which was called the y2k problem the and and people were scared uh, because the computers were not able to handle the date uh, the two digit date the year 2000 um, had the date 00 and that that uh, crashed a lot of computer programs and uh, it caused uh, a worldwide uh, scare that oh you know now uh, it, the internet is going to crash and the whole economies are going to crash so this is not new that uh, humans react uh, in this way to change but the thing is uh, this is related to what we were talking about earlier uh, this is the trigger point which is going to make some people uncomfortable so when um, uh, the discomfort comes in to your point you can either embrace the change and you can say okay you know ai is here to stay and by by the way ai is not just new now uh, it, yeah. it's not some uh, it's not a new phenomena ai has been around since the 60s okay and people who understand technology they have been using ai uh, in a very very productive way since like 1995 uh, if you order something from amazon today you get the package the same day or the next day why is that it's not because Amazon is such a great company and it's because they use AI heavily in every aspect of your shopping experience. If, uh, you know, if you take out your mobile phone, uh, every little aspect on that phone is controlled by AI. So yeah. um, the only difference is now with ChatGPT and other uh, platforms, uh, most people have now uh, experienced what AI can do. And so uh, the idea is that this is the trigger point for uh, the entire human race to say, okay, this technology is here and it is going to change a lot of things. And it is our choice whether we embrace it or not. Now, regarding the jobs, um, there every time a new technology is introduced, yes, it affects some jobs. But uh, it is up to us uh, to let it affect the job because if we, uh, so, let's say, you know, uh, my job is affected by AI um, and now I can sulk about it and say, okay, AI took away my job or I can lean in and I can say, okay, uh, let me learn this, uh, this skill and apply it to get a better job or, or to start my business or, you know, elevate myself because exactly. um, I have access to this technology. So, uh, to to explain it in simple terms so that people can get some context. In 1995, I was um, I logged on to the internet for the first time. Okay, and in 1998, I applied for my first entry level position, and I could not apply for that role unless I had an email address. Okay, so in three years, the world had changed, and if I didn't know uh, if it if I didn't have access to the internet, I was practically out of the economy. So things are things change that fast. So if you don't embrace AI today, 
you are responsible for um, sort of take, taking you out of that job because somebody else who is using AI will replace you. Not AI, but a, another human who understands and uses AI will replace you. So um, this fear and misinformation is uh, is understandable. That's how humans behave. But um, you really need to overcome that fear and really embrace it. I mean, I'll give you another example. So let's say if, um, you know, before the invention of automobile, let's say you your business is delivering food across the city and you are using either a bicycle or on foot you're delivering you know one or two deliveries in a day and now uh there's a this automobile that is available to you which can uh help you travel at like you know at least 40 kilometers an hour will you choose that vehicle or you will you continue to deliver food on foot the choice is yours definitely that was super powerful because a lot of people like I really want to uh, like you know point towards the point that people are afraid to get uncomfortable upgrading their skills. That's why they are just afraid. Like honestly, I've used ChatGPT. I've been writing content from the last three and a half years. I've used ChatGPT. It can write good content, but it's not like something that oh, wow, this is crazy. No, you still need a good copywriter to be able to convert the average content that ChatGPT has created to be able to create good content, right? So in those kind of scenarios where people are getting uncomfortable to do that, what do you think that, do you think that they should actually, you know, get afraid, be fearful out of it, or just, you know, like go dive in and take take massive action? See, fear is never the answer. Um, if if uh, people give in to fear, uh, not just AI, anything else, like, you know, um, I can be afraid of uh, traveling. I can be afraid of uh, certain foods. I can be afraid of n number of things in my life. But if I don't take action to overcome that fear, I'm just um, remo- like I'm deriving myself from a a possibly excellent experience. So if I, you know, if I like, for example, I'm afraid of heights, but I push myself to go on top of the mountains, go, you know, bungee jumping or something along those lines where I can try and overcome that fear and see, okay, you know, what, what are my boundaries? How can I cross them? Um, Because unless you push yourself to cross those boundaries, the world is going to actually try and and close you in tighter and tighter boundaries. That's how the life, uh, that's how life works. So if you don't push your boundaries, you are going to be surrounded in a very tiny bubble. And um, whatever your dreams are, whatever your aspirations are, they will be uh, limited uh, within that bubble. So if you want to live... uh, uh, an awesome life uh, if you want to experience what the world has to offer you really have to be comfortable with discomfort yeah and that's why we call it breaking boundaries podcast mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and uh you know a couple of uh, days ago somewhere on your social media i i saw you sharing something that there will be two kinds of businesses by 2020 uh 
one who's fully utilizing ai and those out of business like other people will just be out of business so irrespective of the statement how can coaches entrepreneurs freelancers incorporate ai into their business you know to stay competitive and to be able to keep up with the trends i would say mm. well what uh, the the statement was about 2030 not 2020 but i mean it 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 is certainly true even for 2020 to a certain extent but um the thing is uh, you know every business is going to need to use ai to be, to be competitive and to uh, you know stay in the marketplace because if you don't use it somebody else is going to use it they are going to become more productive more efficient more um, customer focused so how yeah. can people use it i i tell them uh, you know look at your uh, schedule so let's say if you are working 40 50 hours a week look at where you are spending most of your time um so is it uh, writing emails writing content uh, uh, training clients whatever whatever your activity is uh, let's say you're spending you know 30 hours uh, talking on the phone or what whatever that main activity is try to then break it down into multiple steps and say what are some of the steps that i can offload to ai so uh yeah. you know we are for, for example we are working with some healthcare institutions uh obviously uh, the physicians have to meet the patients but a majority of their time is actually spent in entering data and reporting on what the visit uh, was about so if we if we offload that to ai uh, the physicians can free up a lot of their time visiting more patients uh we are working with the music school uh, uh and teaching music using ai so now uh, that activity can um, scale uh, quite uh, quite well so um we are working with some real estate agents and uh, interestingly enough real estate is all about um human interaction communication and 80% of their time is uh, spent on uh communication through various mm-hmm. channels uh, uh you know email phone uh, text uh, social media all of that so the more we can uh, remove off uh, their plate the more they can uh, utilize that time to go out there and look for more deals and look for more clients and what not so this is uh, universal the, these yeah. uh, basic principles can be applied in any business no matter what that's amazing and when you said that you know you can offload some of the tasks to ai like what kind of things can people offload in a general business um so the thing is that most people understand ai to be chat gpt which is like sort of text based but ai is much more powerful so um you uh, it depends upon your use case your business but basically ai can do pretty much everything at, that a human can do but uh, with the caveat that one particular ai is only good at one task so i i gave you a few examples in how we are using ai uh, and we have implemented ai in so many different industries um for, for, let's take another example a manufacturing industry so in manufacturing industries uh, there is a lot of um, manual labor required to manufacture whatever goods they are manufacturing and one of the keys key areas is quality assurance so let's say okay. the factory is producing 10000 items per day in order to make sure that the quality is good like somebody has to manually check okay you know is this piece okay <laughs> or not 
and that's a very labor intensive uh, job but there is a specific field of ai called computer vision which allows the computer to see just like humans can see so it can detect um uh, like it can uh, look at real time video and then it can detect you know any anomalies uh, down to micro uh, micrometers like very accurately in a very very fast uh, pace so that's another area of computer vision that can be applied uh, um, uh, computer vision or oh, sorry uh, ai has another area where it can synthesize and analyze sounds so let's say uh, you know so so we are working on um, with a company uh, their product is they they can listen to your cough and then they can tell you if you have covid or not um so uh, so you can you need to think about ai not just in terms of oh this is chat gpt ai is capable of every sort of interaction that a human can do so it really depends upon your use case your industry your business what exactly you want to do and uh, you can really uh, start to um, leverage all these technologies to to make your business more efficient yeah that's true and you know in general like uh... talking about technology making businesses efficient uh, technology is a little bit scary as well you you're seeing there are so many deep fakes of people that are being made out there you can literally call someone and i mean ai can pretend to be your voice and it can talk to me on a call and i would be like i'm talking to manoj right mm-hmm. it can do that uh it can it can do so many different things that are scary enough in this world to be able to i mean it it is like you it can pretend to be someone else it can talk like someone else it can copy you as a human and talk like you with human anyone right so what's your take on that and how can people uh people you know they can actually not fall into these traps i would say because i've been there i've spoken to someone on the phone and that person was not who i thought it would be mm-hmm. so um let me ask a question is that something new uh not really but it is something that's getting easier scamming i would okay. say okay so the idea here is that uh this has not uh this is some not something new like uh propaganda and impersonation and all of that that has been around since the uh you know uh since we uh, were cavemen i mean um, ever since the uh, the very first um uh, play was hosted by the greeks i mean it it was the same uh, same sentiment like how can somebody pretend yeah. to be somebody else but then uh, now movies and plays and all of this is part of our culture right um one actor can be a villain in one movie and it can be uh, he can be uh, he or she can be a, like a positive character in an, another movie and we are perfectly okay with that because we know that they are playing a character it's just that uh, we live in a we live in a society where that has been normalized now if you just go back 50 or 60 years you will still have the same apprehensions about what the hell i mean uh, i mean he, when movies started they actually didn't allow uh, females to participate like to play play oh. roles so f- males used to play female roles so th- all of these sort of you know uh, uh, like uh, a kind of uh, un- uh, unsaid rules they exist in society until one day somebody comes and says okay you know th- this is just normal let's just deal with it so yes 
impersonation is becoming easier but also we are it is also becoming easier to detect these things also we um we need to elevate our uh, sort of uh, how can i say it like um, awareness of what yeah. are we looking at who are we talking about uh, you know is this something true given the character of the person that we know uh, uh, so yes the world is becoming more complex um that is just uh, human evolution like uh, life used to i mean i'm sure when you talk to your parents they they must say oh life used to be very simple when we were growing yeah. up because there were less distractions there were less yes. uh, you know um Uh, all, all of it was like simpler and if we talk to our grandparents they will say life was simpler still and so on and so forth yeah and when when we talk about our next generation their life is more complex my point is yes all these problems exist but um as these problems exist we need to find those solutions and we need to have an open mind that okay th- this is a new problem that has been created now how do i deal with it and i need to raise my awareness about this and uh, act accordingly um i'll give you another simple example when i was growing up we used to get these uh, uh you know these letters from nigeria promising 30 million dollars if you uh, you know if you <laughs> sent them like you know 1000 dollars for processing fee and everything and believe me i know some people who actually fell for it and actually went to nigeria and got in trouble right yeah. and now everybody knows ah a nigerian prince i know what you're talking about now there are memes about it and and jokes about it but yes. this was serious business a few years ago so so it's uh, it's nothing new but people just have to raise their awareness level that's that's very important and thanks for sharing that and hope that gave our audience a really different perspective on how ai is all about how can they offload a lot of tasks to ai and how they should not be fearful of ai mm-hmm. and before we hop off like you know is there any like three big things that you'd like to you know give to people so that they can think about and take action on it like any three top tips about ai and anything that they should be doing in their business with respect to ai maybe any tools anything well first thing i i tell people is uh, you know forget about ai collect some data on yourself because most people don't even understand themselves like what they are good at what their weakness is what their strengths are so rather than going and saying okay let's do ai just collect some simple data about yourself talk to people and say yeah. you know uh, think about uh, you know because um, uh, self awareness is the is uh, is the most important thing but self awareness is what we lack the most so uh, start collecting data on yourself uh, try to understand what your strengths are weaknesses are and then try to uh, intersect that with what what the world needs focus on these areas and everything else like ai and and technologies and everything try to have an open mind towards them and as you go through each step try to think okay what technology can i use who can i ask for help uh, who can i approach to get some help to figure this out and then take step one step at a time amazing that was super powerful thank you manoj for having like coming on the podcast and sharing your two cents about ai and about like the last part that we talked about you know how humans should have that self awareness and it's very important that was really interesting to me and very knowledgeable as well 
So thank you so much for joining us today.